Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the flag. What do those words mean to you?
God and freed from chains and iron collar. He is held aloft on unity and by history revered. For preserving peace through strength, his wings now reach across 200 years. But for each of those in one year more, God has smiled upon the core. From the Barbary Coast to the Eastern Sand, by sword, by gun, or by their hand. So it's been and shall be weighed. Though many are born, few are made. Faithful always they shall remain. Dogs to loose when war is waged. United States Marines, the finest fighting force the world has ever known. I number myself as one, one of the greatest warriors the world has ever known, proven my medal time and time again, and now I leave it to younger men, but you get me at least for one hour, baby, (laughs) oh, I just need to say this, I just need to say this right here and now for some good friends out there, free Big Bird. Free Big Bird, release him. (laughs) Cal, a.k.a. Red Fox, is in the house along with so many others. All right, you're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. 2020 is in the house. Alexander Solo, Casanova Frankenstein, Evil Clown. 2020 Radio, I just got a reminder that popped up on the screen... That tells me that my main man, G-Ski, G-Ski Rocks 2020 Radio Network, comes on at 9 p.m. tonight. I have a strong feeling that his show is going to be off the heezy, off the chain. I don't know. Maybe I'm putting a little bit of pressure on the guy, you know, but I'm sure he's up to the challenge. I have got a feeling. (laughs) I just got a feeling, baby. I tell you what. Big Bird, Big Bird has been caught in the crossfire between Barack Obama (laughs) and and Mitt Romney. Poor Barack. You know, I had a I I I have this friend who works at the Washington Post. I think I might have mentioned her to you. I won't say her name. Um. But you know the name because you've heard it. Who, uh, when Romney uh, was allegedly caught on tape saying that 40% of Americans are going to vote for Barack Obama no matter what. And they took that to mean that... Yeah, they took that to mean that, um, you know, he's written off 40, 47%. Which wasn't the case. She texted me and she said, from her desk at the Post, that Mitt Romney's campaign is imploding. As a result of that, that that's all. If that's the case, then what the hell is happening to Obama's campaign? It must be imploding. It must be imploding. I wonder if anyone at the Post is writing or even considering the idea that Barack Obama's campaign is imploding. I mean, damn. Aren't these folks supposed to be 
objective? Aren't they simply supposed to write the facts and tell the stories the way the stories happen? Is there any wonder why Fox News Fair and Balance is the most listened to, most watched network, news network, of all of the networks combined? Come on. Come on. If that 47% deal suggests to someone at the Washington Post that the Romney campaign is imploding, then what the hell is going on with the Obama campaign then? It must be sinking like the damn Titanic. It must be. And if you haven't heard Karl Rove bomb-dropping, shattering ad on Obama, then you are in for a treat. Although, I suspect that many of you subscribe to the Fox Nation as I do, and you have either seen the video on TV, or you've heard it somewhere. But for those of you who may not have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there for you. I'm going I'm to put it out, out there for you in just a minute. It is devastating. It's devastating. Barack Obama's being hit from all sides. I almost feel sorry for the guy. I almost feel sorry for the guy. 2020 Radio, in the house. Got a great show coming on right after mine. Be there or be square. Did I ever tell you the story of that, be there or be square? I'll tell the story briefly. I was a, when I was a young Marine captain, so many years ago, I was tapped to be a, an escort. That's what we were called, escorts. And my job was to show up at the White House and during an event called the Governor's Ball where the President of the United States hosts every governor from across the country. Every governor. And what occurs is while the men are smoking cigars and backslapping and talking shop, the ladies are pretty much standing around not doing anything. They're just kind of gossiping. So what what occurs is when when the ladies come into the main ballroom, they're escorted into the main ballroom by a United States Marine in full dress regalia. In full dress, either dress blues or mess dress. And my job was to escort the governor, the governor's lady from the great state of Nevada, Evan Meacham's wife. Now, some of you remember Evan Meacham for one thing. The fact that he was the lone governor who resisted the King Holiday, resisted making the King Holiday law in his state. I escorted his wife into the main ballroom, but be- and I did such a fantastic job. According to the president, I got a letter, you know, uh, 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 citation from the president uh, asking me to come back next year. Apparently, the governor's wife stated that I made her feel. As though she was the most, the only lady in the room. Those were her exact words. The only lady in the room. 
but and that was very nice. And so I got a call from the president, actually a call from the president while I was on duty at Marine Base Quantico, congratulating me and thanking me. An actual conversation with the president of the United States, which lasted very – it was very short because I really didn't say much except thank you, sir, blah, blah, blah. But he told me to be there at the next at the next ball that I, w- I had to be there. And at the end of the conversation, he said to me, a lowly Marine captain, be there, be square. <laughs> Sent tingles. Hey, I had tingles up my leg. Yeah. Anyway, that's the story of that. But hey, take a listen. Take a listen to this devastating ad that sort of puts the whole thing where it should be in terms of Barack Obama and his policies. It's embarrassing, quite frankly. Take a listen to this. the president's view that it was a terrorist attack. But what did President Obama do the same day of a terror attack on American citizens? He campaigned in Las Vegas. Then, at the annual UN meeting where rogue nations are calling for a new world order, Obama snubbed key allies and skipped meetings with world leaders so he could be on TV. Uh, We've actually brought some cloth napkins as well. (laughs) I'm just supposed to be eye candy here. This doesn't seem like a very defensible position. When American embassies were attacked by terrorists, President Clinton responded with missiles. And when foreign leaders needed to meet, President Bush put his campaign on hold. President Obama needs to learn being president isn't just about being on TV and protecting your job. It's about leadership. It's time for a president who gets it. I'm just supposed to be eye candy here for you guys. (laughs) Boom. There it is. Carl Rove is dropping them. He's dropping it like it's hot. Tell you what, that was a great, a great ad. Now, go ahead and YouTube the video. It's titled, Rove Group Drops Bone-Shattering Ad on Obama. American Crossroads World. Check it out. Hey, listen, the call-in number is 347-884-8500, and you're here with me, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Today's date is... Oh, man, October 10th, 2012, beautiful Old Town Alexandria is where I am, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Big Bird is under attack. Big Bird is under attack. The world is burning. The Middle East is about to collapse. Those fake job numbers have been exposed. There are more people unemployed than ever. We're headed for a fiscal crisis. And I know a lot of folks have been saying that for the last year and a half, but here we are. So we've got job, we've got the jobs, 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 world, 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 world on fire. Obama comes out with an ad featuring Big Bird and suggesting that Mitt Romney is no better than those crooks who got busted and thrown in the slimer, such as Bernie Madoff. Meanwhile, Obama has a history of hanging out with thugs and hoodlums and Wall Street ne'er-do-wells, such as 
Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The dude who sold him the house for almost nothing. What's his name? Ant- uh, Resco? That guy. But Mitt Romney doesn't pal around with uh, convicted felons who are currently in prison. Uh, but Obama did. So, I, what is going on? How embarrassing is it that the President of the United States puts out an ad featuring a fictitious giant puppet and going around the country saying that Mitt Romney wants to kill Big Bird or get rid of Big Bird or Big Bird sleeps with the fishes or, you know, Big Bird your ass is out, your head for the border, Big Bird. This is the President of the United States of America. We're living in very serious times, and it's time for very serious men. And Obama spends his time on television, hanging around with those old sows from The View. He spends his time with the pimp with the limp. He's hanging out with some dude dressed as a pirate in the Oval Office, in the White House, by the way. He's palling around with Hollywood elites, and he's just chilling. And having a great time. He's sitting there like a homo with his legs crossed. And he's just having a great time. He's just having a great time. It's all good. Nero fiddled while while the United States burned. Those of you out there who support Barack Hussein Obama have got to be grinding your teeth at night while you sleep. You have got to be beside yourself with grief. This guy is a moron. Truth. The truth may be suppressed for a while, but it ultimately breaks out. We found that in our daily lives, haven't we? Two former presidents observed truth's importance in the role of governance. And I quote, A nation that is afraid to let its people judge the truth and falsehood in an open market is a nation that is afraid of its people. John F. Kennedy said that. I am a firm believer in the people. If given the truth, they can be depended upon to meet any any national crisis. The great point is to bring them the real facts. Who said that? Abraham Lincoln said that. Now, John McCain was correct regarding President Obama's being better prepared for the next debate. He will have improved, and he'll have great energy and cosmetics. These improvements will matter very little. The next debate will be just as devastating. I predicted right here and now. Imagery. Imagery will no longer cut it for Obama. He needs to improve his facts. But they speak for themselves, do they not? And Romney will make sure they do. The facts are devastating to Obama. He cannot distort them when someone confronts him. We've seen that. Mr. Romney lives by facts. A practice necessary to be successful in business. He will come to the next debate with at least as many 
as he exhibited in the last one. If he brings the temperament of a golden retriever and the instincts of a pit bull, Obama may not show up for the third debate. To understand, folks, how hopeless President Obama's case is, one needs only understand economic conditions. Romney does, folks. He does. And he has the skills to communicate those issues very effectively. Obama cannot deal with the facts as they all go against him. And this is his problem. And it is insurmountable so long as Romney counters his false claims. Now, I spoke to someone earlier today on the phone that suggested that Mitt Romney only cares about making money. He only cares about the rich. He only cares about preserving tax breaks for the wealthy. I submit I submit this to you. If you if you're if you're a citizen of the United States of America and you want to hire a commander in chief uh, and your one of your primary conditions is that he cares quite frankly you've got mommy or daddy issues in my opinion. I don't want Mitt Romney to care about me. I have a dog for that and some friends and family. I don't give a damn whether Obama or Mitt Romney cares about anything other than protecting this great nation and fostering an atmosphere in this country where business can flourish and American pride and American exceptionalism is the order of the day. Those three things are my primary concern. So when that moron from Chicago, my hometown, Kanye West, said after Katrina, George Bush don't care about black people. Who gives a shit? Who cares about whether George Bush cares about anybody? It's not his job to care. It's his job to do his job. And there's nothing in the Constitution that says that the President of the United States has to care about you. Nothing. He's hired. He's a hired hand. His job is to do his job. Now, of course, of course, the debates tomorrow between Joe Biden and Ryan are going to be serious business. Joe Biden is like your old uncle, you know, or your grandfather. They say really stupid things, but they're really actually kind of smart. Joe Biden tomorrow night is going to bring it. He's going to bring it because he's going to have to make up for that massacre that Obama got took that, that took the other night. He's, so he's going to bring it. The thing is, Ryan's going to bring it. So it, it's going to be one really good debate. I think it's going to be a great debate. The debates that we're seeing between Mitt Romney and Barack Obama and Paul Ryan and Joe Biden are going to be for the ages. They're going to be they're going to be for the ages, my man. I'm telling you right here and now. But the results are going to be the same. The results are going to be the same. 
Paul Ryan is young and he's smart and he knows his business. And I predict, just as, as I predicted Obama was going to get his ass handed to him, that Mitt Romney is going to suffer. I mean, I'm sorry, oops, that um, that Joe Biden's going to suffer the same fate. But let's get back to Romney. Just as long as Romney sticks with the facts, the basic facts, Obama's helpless. The next debate is town hall style. It may provide a bit more protection for the liar-in-chief depending upon the ground rules. That remains to be seen. In a one-on-one conversation, Obama is toast. Even with a teleprompter, the facts destroy the man. He is done. Stick a fork in his narrow ass. He is done. Now, let's... Let's take a short break. By the way, the call-in number is 347-884-8500. I see the Jews in the house. Mm-hmm. My main man. My main man, uh, one angry Jews here. Now, we're going to take a short break. We'll come right back. It's Wednesday, October 10th, 2012, and this is News. After taking a thrashing in last week's debate and seeing his poll numbers drop, President Obama has come out fighting against Mitt Romney's proposal to defund the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Obama tells cheering crowds that firing Sesame Street's Big Bird is Romney's solution to the economic crisis. While some think the Big Bird issue is a trivial distraction, Vice President Joe Biden congratulated Obama for, quote, pivoting to focus like a laser on this big flapping deal. Meanwhile, Sesame Street's producer demanded the president's campaign stop using Big Bird's image in a sarcastic attack ad against Romney. Sesame Workshop has a $134 million annual budget with merchandising and licensing generating revenue around $200 million a year. The company told the Obama campaign the bird didn't get big by doing freebies. A State Department source says the agency never thought that an anti-Muslim video spurred the September 11th attack on the U.S. consulate in Benghazi, Libya. The source deflected questions about why the White House and U.N. Ambassador Susan Rice both said so. The initial State Department assessment that it was probably a terror attack coincides with what leading Republicans said at the time. However, a White House spokesman said, quote, if Secretary Clinton tried to call the president after the attack, he would have taken her call, you know, unless it was at 3 a.m. or something. The crew on the International Space Station reached out with a robot arm and grabbed the SpaceX Dragon capsule today. The first Dragon resupply mission from the private sector company delivers a half ton of supplies and some chocolate vanilla swirl ice cream to the astronauts. A spokesman for Michelle Obama said the First Lady would have preferred a healthier choice, like a luscious broccoli arugula sugar-free sherbet, noting that the ice cream cargo sent by SpaceX highlights the dangers of turning over government functions to the private sector. Mrs. Obama warned American schoolchildren not to emulate the astronauts' eating habits, reminding kids that, quote, the astronauts are already weightless, and most of you have a long way to go to reach that goal. And finally today, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says tens of thousands of vehicle passive restraint systems may be unsafe counterfeits. The government says they'll run TV ads announcing a recall but not until after the election, because a warning about dangerous phony airbags now won't stand out among the barrage of political ads. 
With PJ Newsbreak, I'm Scott Odd. Visit PJTV.com three times today for your antidote to the obsolete media. Good afternoon, and welcome to another exciting episode of Southern Sense here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the hostess with the most, just the radio chick, Annie, along with the coolest co-host, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Annie. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. As always, Southern Sense with the radio chick, Annie, as you just heard. Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Yo, yo! Ah! Yo, yo, what's going on, my people? What's going on, my peeps? g loves his peeps. He loves his radio family. And you can join him Monday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 4 Hello, everybody, and welcome to Conservative Primetime. I'm your host, GT. Speaking of a little less bark and a little more bite, Conservative Primetime is not a show for lack to. It'll get you going weeknights at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And of course, the headmaster himself, with the situation in the interest of full disclosure, I have had just a little bit to drink. <laughs> and catch the Situation Report weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a group of patriotic internet radio hosts, and they would very much like you to join them. And brush your teeth. I mean... Tell your friends. Peggy Joseph took her daughter out of school early Wednesday for this. Her emotions ran high following Obama's speech. It was the most memorable time of my life. I, I, it was a touching moment. Because I never thought that this day would ever happen. I won't have to worry about putting gas in my car. I won't have to worry about paying my mortgage. You know, if I, if I love you, And now, the corporate element of this state that were cheek for Joel, hand in hand with them, who profited by them, who ransacked this state for the element of their allies, are being told what they can do and what they can't do, what they will pay, what they can't keep from paying for the welfare of the people of Louisiana, and we expect to have this state ruled by the people and not by the Lord and the interest of high finance. Every man a king, every girl a queen, or you can be a millionaire. But there's something belonging to others. There's enough for people to share. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Got a good bet.
Every man a king. Every man a king. Huey Long. There's nothing new under the sun, my my good friends, ladies and gentlemen. There's nothing new under the sun. Barack Hussein Obama, or perhaps Huey Long, has been reincarnated into the personages, the personage of Barack Hussein Obama. The guy was here. He was here. His name was Huey Long. Spread the wealth, share the wealth. Every man a king. Fair share. Pay your fair share. Everybody gets a shot. All of that. The problem with all of this is these folks, people like Obama, are dependent upon the rich. But they they vilify the rich. Imagine, it's been proven, it's a mathematical fact, that the Obama, the Obama administration could confiscate every single dime, right down to the penny, of every so-called millionaire and billionaire, and just take it all. And it wouldn't be enough to put a dent, a, a, a small dent, in our national debt. But yet we hear from the president time and time again, every single day, everybody has a shot, the rich need to pay their fair share, they can have their corporate debts, they're just going to have to pay a little bit more. Have you stopped to think what happens if the rich decide to stop making money, heaven forbid, but they just decide they're going to quit. Perhaps more will go galt, as so many already have. What happens when those rich people decide that they've had enough of the looters, or the takers, people who want to take what they have simply because they have it, that it's just not fair for you to have so much and for me to have so little. Quite frankly, I am very surprised that all of this rhetoric about the rich having too much and the rich needing to pay their fair share hasn't resulted in more violence and anarchy, hasn't resulted in more outright violence against people who have, a la the, uh, the latest Batman movie. Take what the rich has. We're just going to take it. It's ours. Obama says that you need to pay your fair share. Well, quite frankly, I don't want to wait until it trickles down to me. So, hey, hand over that diamond ring. Hand over the keys to that Rolls Royce. And by the way, that big fancy house you live in with 23 rooms, give that up too. Because I can fit five or six families in there. When is it when are we when are we going to get to the point where this starts to happen? Because I submit that Ayn Rand was right. She has predicted her book Atlas Shrugged predicted that these things were going to happen. 
Now, remind you, uh, Ayn Rand's book is a fictional novel. But yet, it's as if everything that she wrote is playing out. Playing out right here and now. Today. Which brings me to this. The movie, Atlas Shrugged Part 2, is coming out this Friday. Please do go see it. Please do. I was able to get a screening, to view a screening of it. I, I loved it. I love it. I'm going to go again this coming Friday. Please, get out and see it. Support that movie. Support the movie. Support the message. Because it won't be long before they come for you. It won't be be long before they come for the Jew. It won't be long before they come for 2020 or Alexander Solo or Casanova Frankenstein or Evil Clown or Karen Hunter. They're going to get to the point where all those rich folks stop producing. And then those of us who have a little to those other folks, it's going to seem like quite a lot. It's going to seem like quite a lot. And they're going to come for you and me next. And when I said come for the Jew, I meant uh, one angry Jew who happens to be in my chat room, and uh, waiting on waiting on the on the on the line here to to, uh, to to talk. But before we get to one angry Jew, and my other callers on the line, I'd just like to say this: we've got some real serious problems. And Obama is not the man to solve these problems. We need Ronald Reagan, but Ronald's not coming back. So we've got to deal with what we've got. And that happens to be Mitt Romney. So let's support Mitt. We've got a short time before before the election, before Election Day. I'm excited about it. Quite frankly, I'm excited and I can't wait. Let's review the count, the campaign count. Twelve. Yesterday it was eight. Twelve mentions of Big Bird today. Up from eight yesterday. Zero mentions of Libya still. Seven. Mentions of Elmo today by the President of the United States. Up from five. Zero plans to fix the economy. That's the count. That's the campaign count for today. Barack Obama is focusing on a giant puppet with some sweaty dude inside it thinking that... That's somehow going to score points with moms across the country. How embarrassing is that? The President of the United States, during these difficult times, during these weighty, heady times, is focusing his attention on a fictional stuffed puppet, a bird. Uh, It's not even a real person, I guess. Except for the dude or the chick that's inside that suit sweating their asses off. So let's go ahead and review before we take our call. 
world leaders from across the globe meet in just a a few blocks from where Barack Obama is. But what's Barack Obama doing? He's sitting with the girls from The View, talking about being eye candy. Okay. Well, uh, the Middle East, Libya, Iran, Israel, on the verge of all-out war. What's Barack Obama doing? He's meeting with rappers and DJs across the country, hanging out with celebrities, fundraising, partying in Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. What's more, you ask? Obama, Obama, aside from talking about the heavy issues of the day, he focuses on Sesame Street and Big Bird and The Count and that dude in the trash can, that puppet in the trash can. I haven't heard him mention the Cookie Monster yet. He hasn't even thrown the Snuffleupagus out there. But it's still early. We might hear from the Snuffleupagus a little bit later. Hey, i tell you what. We may even hear from Letterman. Oh, no. That's a different PBS show, isn't it? Letterman? Was that the electric company? Yeah, I think so. All right. Morgan Freeman may even go back and put on the conductor's hat from the electric uh, the electric company. That's probably why we haven't heard from the Cookie Monster. Karen in the chat room writes, the Cookie Monster is gone and replaced with the Veggie Monster. Yeah. The Cookie Monster is probably chowing down on some celery. And he's pissed, so he's not coming out. But this is the kind of president we've got. This is the president of the United States of America. This is what the the president's the presidency has been reduced to. It's been reduced to this. How embarrassing! And I played the clip the clip for you. Black folks are kissing both sides of this guy's ass. My my cable guy. My cable guy was here just a couple of weeks ago. And he was talking about how cool Barack Obama is. And folks are all up in arms. They, they, he cares. He's so cool. He sings. He dances. But he hasn't improved the economy. The country is just as divided now as it was during the Civil War. And I happen to be an expert on that shit. So, uh, what's a guy really done besides divide the entire nation? How bad is it? How bad is it going to get? So, without further de- delay, let's go ahead and take a call. From one angry Jew. And you know what? Don't leave. (laughs) 
Don't leave just because the Jew is on the line. I tell you, let me tell you something right now. I was listening to the Fox Talk, Fox Talk on satellite radio earlier today, and it really got under my skin that one of my favorite talk show uh, hosts on Fox Talk was being rude to one of his callers, calling him a liar and you know just being rude. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't dig that. If you're going to take the time to call into my show, if you're going to take the time to listen, I'm not going to be rude to you. Hey, you're taking time out of your busy day. You're taking time out of your schedule to call in and talk to me. And even if you're talking crazy, and I'm not suggesting that the Jew will, you might. He's taking the time to call. So let's hear what the Jew has to say. And for those of you who... Whose uh, who the Jew's reputation has preceded him, and you you know you're not feeling the Jew. Bear with us. Mm. He's a very smart guy. One angry Jew. You're on with the C. Robert Jones situation report. I came across an Obama clip this mm-hmm. morning mm-hmm. at uh, at Master Lock in Wisconsin. Yeah. And the big deal about the whole Master Lock thing was that Obama saw this. Uh, Banner turned and thought it was a union, something or other. Turned out it was the flag of uh, Wisconsin. Uh-huh. He didn't know the flag of Wisconsin. Well, I went looking for it and I couldn't find it because I guess it's been sanitized from the web or they tried to sanitize it from the web. But I found something else. What? And I want you to listen to it. It's 45 seconds of an sure. Obama speech at Master Lock. And I want to see what if your reaction is the same as mine. Sure. So I know where it starts. I'm going to put my headset on the microphone. All right. Start it. And it's about 40 seconds at the most. Ready? Mm -hmm. Sure. Here it comes. Kind of low, Jew. One AJ, we can't hear it, man. Now I just want to know, did you catch that? No, we could barely hear it. I I, I tried. Oh, to, you you couldn't hear you couldn't tried, hear it. Uh, yeah, I tried to well, take. Here. Yeah, but yeah, I, I guess you uh, could. I, I I apologize. Well, that's. I okay. thought I thought I had it. I thought I had it loud enough. This this microphone's really good. Let me. Uh, Hold on, you tell tell. We, we've got precious little time left, so I want to get your opinion on. Yeah, you have to hear this because oh, I, I think if once you hear it, you're not going to believe it. All right, go ahead. Let me just make sure I get to the right spot. All right. Now, now he's talking about he's talking about industrial sized locks that he mm-hmm. saw in at uh, Master Lock. And here, let me let, listen to what he says. All right. Then you tell me if uh, you hear what I hear. I was thinking about the fact that I am a father of uh, two girls who are a student going to be in high school, and that it might come in handy to have these super locks. 
<laughs> For now, I'm just counting on the fact that uh, when they go to school, there are men with guns with them. So. Now, do you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. Well, what did you hear there? Well, I heard him talk about locking his daughters up. Uh, Not locking them up. I think they were to keep their legs together or for their vaginas. Uh, well, I, <laughs> that's a bit of a stretch. No, I don't think that's a stretch <laughs> at all. I, I think that uh, uh, if his alternative is to have guys with guns following them around to obviously keep people away from their vaginas, right? No, man. Come on. I think that's I what think, he's saying. But I, no, think, no, I, think no. that's, I think that's what he's saying. Well, I think he's God. saying those big locks, he would like to have some, <laughs> and he's like some kind of chastity belt or something. You, like. you don't. I think the man is deranged. You don't fail to you, you don't disappoint uh, one AJ. Not at all. No, I, what I when I heard that, you know, I'm a father. I'm a father, and I and I've got girls. Well, what would you do with two big locks? I, I would, I, you know, he's thinking about locking them up in their room. In a box or no? Well, what, what's he, where's he going to lock up? They've got to go to high school. Well, so, you know, he, he's being facetious. I you don't know. know. I think these locks are going to be uh, clanking I, around and uh, they'd be, I don't even know why he was so fixated no, on the big locks. Oh, no, no. And, well, you know, and we used to, my dad and my brother and I used to, Used to uh, to play out a scenario whenever guys would come to pick up our sisters, we would uh, we we'd know in advance when the guy was coming to pick her up, and we'd all sit down in the living room and break out all the guns, and we put them we spread them out on the table, we'd get out all the cleaning gear, the gun cleaning gear, and we'd just start cleaning the weapons, you know maybe about ten or fifteen minutes before the guy shows up, so he knocks on the door or rings the bell. And one of us jumps up before she can get to the door and lets him in. And we ask him to come on in and have a seat. And we we situate him right in front of us. We have a chair already settled, so he's sitting right in front of all of us, and we're on the couch. And we're just sitting there cleaning our guns and talking to the guy and asking him questions about, you know, where does he live, about his parents, you know, what his aspirations are, you know, the usual stuff. And... We're in the meantime. We're cleaning the gun. We're pointing the weapons. You know, we're doing all kind. Of, we're looking down the barrel, all that stuff. And I think that's where, where Obama, where Obama was going with that. Well, I don't know. He he did mention the men with guns. The men with guns are with the girls. Yeah. So I'm thinking that these locks would be a substitute for the men with guns. These locks yeah, city, city, would somehow uh, be with the girls. And I'm, Karen, I, I'm, Karen, I'm just. Right, Karen Hunter's talking about it in the chat room. She says, are you referring to a chastity belt? I believe so. I think he wants some kind of big lock for some kind of big old device. I think this guy's out of his mind. Well, you know, he he's he was uh, – I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I don't now, think the second part the of this that we get from this is uh, mm -hmm. considering that he's anti-gun, mm -hmm. didn't he just give a great reason for – Certain people and some people to be armed. And the yeah. fact that they armed people were uh, that there's reasons for that. I I I got two meanings out of that. I I do think that there was some kind of very strange Victorian chastity belt thing going through his mind. You have to say, no, look, you'll agree with me that communication is sixty percent visual. Yeah, but but you do obviously you don't have daughters. 
His uh, eyes, no, I have a son. His eye, and let me tell you something. I will encourage my son to have so much fun when he's uh, when he's able. It will be. Uh, I, I I think that I'll I'll be sending him out there. He'll, he'll be uh, so all these daughters they can worry about him. However, yeah, should have seen the eyebrows on Obama. He has the ability to take his eyebrows and have them slide way up his head. Yeah, and when he talked about those big locks. His eyebrows went way above his head. I think he's got some kind of weird Victorian fantasy going there. Now you're going to take it's going to take some time to get, talk me out of this one because that's no, what I got out of it. I, I I think this guy's been reading too many weird books. And if you take a look at Michelle, you know you might get some. Well, Michelle, she, listen, I think I, she runs things. I think she runs things, and she's kind of manly. You know, she's kind of she, she's got those manly arms. I think she you knows. Know? Every time I see her arms, it makes me want to go and, you know, pump up a little bit. You know? It makes me want to go and, uh, you know, and then lift some weights and stuff. Because she's got those arms. Oh, yeah, she looks like she'll knock you around, doesn't she? Yeah, she's not very attractive. She looks kind of manly. You know, I'm reminded she of her. She has her time. She's, I've said there's been times when she's she looks attractive. She, I, I don't think so. Well, you you can't get a sideways look at her. Well, you know, I got a I'm feeling a RuPaul kind of thing happening. You know, like a I don't know if you know who RuPaul. Oh, if only if only we found out that she used to be a man. That could, maybe that's what he's been hiding all this time. I don't know. I don't know. But I noticed that uh, they don't really got, have a lot of affection happening. They don't really have a lot of uh, you know. I, I noticed that after the debate, you None know, of that George Bush Senior and yeah. Uh, he kind of yeah. gave her gave her a kiss on the cheek, yeah. you know. And I thought, okay, you know, I, that's something. I mean, I would. I mean, I'd give my sister a better kiss than that. But um, you know, I'm just. But I'm, well, hey, listen. Strange might, things uh, have happened. We could find out that Barack Obama and Michelle Obama are really brother and sister. And, and if you think about it, that may not be too far fetched. You're going too far. That is way far fetched. Well, I don't know. He's he, listen. He's hiding something with that whole birth certificate thing. We don't know what it is, but he's definitely sound, hiding something. And maybe that's it. You know what? We're starting to sound like a liberal talk show. I was listening to earlier today. On, oh, I've been uh, on the coffee talk. Yeah. They love me over there. They want me to do a show. They uh, coffee coffee with the Jew. Yeah, they love me over there on the on the, uh, on the little side. So maybe I'm maybe I, I've been getting too much of that. Maybe the juice getting a little bit softer. What do you think? That sounds like a that sounds like a great title. Coffee with the Jew. Coffee maybe with a, the Jew. Espresso. The, uh, more aptly, espresso Jew. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Is, is much like a cup of espresso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like coffee with the Jew. I, I like coffee it. <laughs> And I can tell you that if I brought this topic up over there, it gets really good results. I bet it does. And you know what? I, 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 it would get great results with me if I were not a dad with, you know, quite a, quite a few daughters and, uh, you know, adult daughters at that. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted the boys to stay away because, you know what? I was a boy once. And I, I told the guys... Stay away from my daughters. Stay away from my sisters. Stay away. I will kill you. I'll kill you all. So I mean, 
you won't survive. My little boy, my little boy is five years old, half Asian, and, and you get the American part from me. Yeah, and he is good looking. I'll bet he is. When he gets older, mm-hmm. I, 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 and I'm and I'm not going to hold him back. Yeah, because I think what he'll have to offer the the this is this is what young women need. All right, all right, Ju, Ju, it's a, um, it's, uh, and it's not a moment too soon. The show is almost. Over. All right, well, listen, you got to carry us through all the way to the end. So we gotta, we gotta get it, we gotta get out of here. Uh, but I want to thank you, thank you for uh, for the call in. It was great, and uh, and it, it's true to form. Uh, brother Barack, uh, Barack Obama and Michelle could be brother and sister. Interesting. Very, or at least first cousins. On at, their daddy's side. At least, side. at least. All right, man. Well, we're out of here. Thank you for listening. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. What's crackalacking, my peoples? What's crackalacking, my peoples? We're out. Welcome, we're out. welcome, welcome to another edition yeah. of You Get It. You. All right. Uh, thanks, Jude. Thanks for calling in. We'll call again tomorrow. Good night, folks. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. We're out of here.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.